class on the gifts of the Spirit. We'll do that. We come back on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That meets every Sunday before church, 845 to 945 uh, on the lower level. We invite you to come uh, for that. But um, I want to say I've always been inspired by the Holy Spirit and uh, the teaching on the subject of the Holy Spirit. And so I felt led today to speak to you before I leave on the symbols or the types of the Holy Spirit. However, I know that I won't have in time, time in one sermon this morning to tape on all of the symbols or all of the types uh, today. So I narrowed it down just to one symbol, one type, and that's the symbol of the picture of oil. Oil is a type of the spirit. That's why we call it the remnant of the oil. And that's our subject for this uh, message this morning. Type of the Holy Spirit is oil. You know, when we pray for the sick, tells us in James 5, 14, and 15, lay hands upon the sick, anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. We anoint with oil as a sign of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the priests were anointed with oil before they could go in and serve and make sacrifices in the tabernacle. They had to be anointed, type of the Holy Spirit. In my devotions a few weeks ago, I was reading familiar Psalms 133 uh, regarding the anointing of Aaron the priest. When they poured the oil on his head, how it ran down, clear to his foot of his uh, robe, and so on. I put it on the screen for you. I want to read it. Psalms 133 says, How wonderful and pleasant it is when, brother, when brothers live together in harmony. Amen. See, harmony, unity, is as precious as the anointing oil, it says, that was poured over Aaron's head, ran down his beard to the border of his robe. Another picture, harmony is refreshing as the dew of Mount Hermon that falls on the mountain of Zion. There's a scripture in the Old Testament where the prophet said, when you begin to speak in other tongues, that is the refreshing. Again, the refreshing of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said of the Spirit, out of your most being will flow rivers of living water. Water is another picture or type of the Holy Spirit refreshing us. So it's like the dew of Mount Hermon. And the last phrase is there, where the anointing is, where the oil of the Spirit is. There the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life forevermore. Hallelujah. I believe if we come together in spirit of unity and worship the Lord, the presence of God will be here, and we will be blessed. Over and over again in Scripture, oil is used as a type of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Oil is used for light, and the Spirit brings us light. Remember the tabernacle, they had a candlestick, and there was a place for oil that it could be lit and bring light into the tabernacle. Oil is used for cooking food, for our provision. Oil is used for healing. Uh, oil is used to keep things lubricated and running smoothly. They're all types, these are all types of the Holy Spirit and what he does in our lives. Speaking of oil making things run smoothly, I uh, was reminded of an illustration that I want to give to illustrate this. Uh, because at one time, not too in the far distant past, I had a little red pickup truck that I really enjoyed. And uh, I really liked that truck just for the fun of driving it and, and so on. But after a while, it's old, 
And I noticed the oil gauge would just flip back and forth. And in my great wisdom and knowledge about cars and engines, I concluded that the oil gauge was probably broken and therefore just not working. Wrong conclusion. Wrong conclusion. One time I had to take a trip, just two or three days someplace. So I drove that little red truck to O'Hare Field and left the parking lot while I was on my trip. When I came back to get it, it was after dark. I found it there where I left it in the parking lot. And uh, I started up and there was a strange knocking coming from the engine. It was dark. I needed to get home. No way to fix it in the parking lot. So I said, I'll just drive carefully home. Again, wrong conclusion. The motor knocked more and more as I drove. I finally got to a Walmart, pulled under a parking lot, checked the oil. Sure enough, there's no oil in the dipstick whatsoever. So I correctly concluded at that point that I had ruined the engine, which I had. And the lesson here is it takes oil to keep things running smoothly. And if you don't have the oil, things don't run smoothly, you're on your way to burnout, you're going to have problems, just like I did with the engine. That's why Psalms 137 said, it's good, it's pleasant, it's smooth running when the oil of the Holy Spirit is in our midst. Amen? No conflict, it works. We need the Holy Spirit. That's why I want to illustrate this morning with the cleansing of the leper, as found in Leviticus 14. A couple of questions I want to give you that I want us to consider as we get started here. Number one, it's on the screen up there. Is there more for the believer than that which is received at salvation? In other words, is there more to the Christian life than just being saved and going to heaven? Is that all there is? Second question, does the Bible really teach a greater work of the Holy Spirit? These are common questions that I've run into wherever the topic of the Holy Spirit's fullness is discussed. These are things that come up. And each and every New Testament truth and experience is foreshadowed or expressed by an Old Testament pattern or ritual. In fact, the entire tabernacle and the sacrificial system in the Old Testament was designed to prefigure our entire experience with the Lord. Uh, one time I taught the tabernacle for a whole semester. The typology is unbelievable. How everything fits Jesus Christ. And the ritual of the cleansing of the leper is a demonstration of how sin eats away at our soul. See, sin is a type of leprosy. Or maybe I should say leprosy is a type of sin. We don't have much leprosy. We know about skin condition, very prevalent. It was very real in Bible times. Everybody understood it. Everybody was scared of it. But sin is revealed here in its very nature, eating away at the very substance of our lives, which will produce death. See, leprosy, once they got it, would increase in its intensity, its destruction until the body was maimed and actually destroyed by it, and the ultimate end of leprosy was death. The disease is a picture of sin and death. What does the scripture say? The wages of sin is death. 
the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Therefore, it's a good picture. And we're going to talk about the cleansing of a leper because in Leviticus 14, if a leper felt he had recovered from leprosy, it didn't seem to be, it seemed to be gone, he brought a trespass offering, and its ritual reveals very much how it takes place in cleansing. Leviticus 14, 14. In that verse, the priest was commanded to take some of the blood from that trespass offering he had bought, and I have it on the screen for you. He was to take blood and put it on the tip of the right ear lobe, upon the thumb of the right hand, and upon the big toe of the right foot. He said, did you make that up? No, it's in Exodus 14, 14. It's what he's supposed to do with the, with the oil. See, that signifies the work of atonement that is now applied to that leper. How blessed it is when a touch of the blood from our great high priest, as Jesus is called, in Hebrews 8 and 9, he's called our high priest, that Jesus, our high priest, can take his blood and touch our ear with the blood for cleansed hearing, touch our hand for cleansed service, touch our foot for a cleansed walk in the sight of God. See, not only is a sinner typified by the leper who is now cleansed and restored to fellowship, but think about it this morning. The separating blood of the Lord is applied to us so that we only listen to him, so that we serve and work for him, so that we walk in his light. That should be the work of salvation. Our lives should be changed. We should be new creations in Jesus Christ. That's the beginning. But there's another privilege that the cleansed leper has because the priest is to take some of the oil that was brought with the offering. And this is in Leviticus 14, 15 to 17. I want to read it to you. It'll be on the screen. He has to take the oil and he's to sprinkle it seven times there in the tabernacle. And then he proceeds to dip his finger into the oil, which the Bible says has been poured into his left hand. Notice the details. Everything was right. Oil was poured into his left hand. He took the finger and put oil on the tip of the ear, right where the blood had been, upon the thumb of the right hand, put the oil on his foot, being careful in each case to put the oil directly over where the blood was. Get the picture? In other words, what the atoning blood had cleansed, the Holy Spirit witnesses to it. That's a New Testament truth. It's found in Romans chapter uh, 8, 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. What you're being cleansed by the blood, even as we're here this morning worshiping God, there's a touch of the Holy Spirit that lets us know we are children of God. Hallelujah. That we have now been touched and cleansed and we can feel the presence of God. You know, it's a sad thought to, its re to realize that our faith could actually stop someplace along the line. We can stop before all that has been wrought in us that Christ has wrought for us. 
Christ has wrought victory. Christ has wrought blessing for us. We need to make sure that that is in us, that we're not missing in us what Christ has done. It could be that, that God has more for us than just giving us salvation and going to heaven. I believe we need the presence of the Holy Spirit to go to heaven in. And he wants to bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and this is done by the Holy Spirit, witnessing the Spirit over the blood. You know, many receive the touch of the blood, and even maybe the accompanying touch of the oil, which is the touch of the Holy Spirit. But they, again, don't realize there is something further available for the cleansed leper. How tragic for the cleansed leper to be content with a finger touch of the blood or the finger touch of the oil when the remnant of the oil, another translation, the rest of the oil is in the priest's hands that was supposed to be poured out upon him. Not enough just to have a touch of God or a touch of the Spirit, but he wants to take whatever is left and pour it over us so we have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Can anybody say amen? Leviticus 14, 18 declares that the remnant of the oil which has been poured into the priest's hand was now to be poured on the head of the cleansed leper. See, the leper had full atonement made for him by their various offerings. He had received the cleansing, sanctifying touch of the blood and the oil and was by that very process in a position now to receive the rest of the oil like we read about Aaron in Psalms 133. Saved, having the witness of being saved, witness of the oil, that leper does not make the mistake of considering the work complete and removing himself from the place of blessing. Because it was the priest's act to pour the oil upon him just like Jesus said, I will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. The priest was supposed to pour the oil on him, but it was a part of the cleansed leper to stay there and wait and make sure he receives that outpouring that God had planned that he should receive. See, any part of the priest's ministry brought about a great change in the, the leper. However, to be satisfied with the good would keep him from the better. And sometimes the better keeps us from the best. So I'm saying this point, don't stop short of any of God's blessing. If you trusted the atoning work of Christ with your salvation, I, I really believe if he has touched your healing, your hearing, your service, your walk, ears, hands, feet, we are that new creation in Christ Jesus. If he has put the touch of oil over the blood, you have a consecration, you have a commitment, but you are also in a position to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The rest of the oil is an experience needed by the church today. I believe we need to see the outpouring of the oil upon us from the right hand, or I guess it's the left hand, of the great high priest who said, I will 
baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And I wish this morning that every one of us could stand before Jesus Christ, our Lord, and claim the full portion of whatever God has planned to pour out upon us. May we receive the rest of the oil of the Holy Spirit to be poured out on us that we can be anointed with the fullness of the blessing. We've had a touch of the Spirit, but I believe God wants all of us to receive the promise that he will baptize us with the Holy Ghost and even fire. Hallelujah. In closing, let me just say, cleanse lepers by the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the touch of salvation. Our great high priest, with the fullness of the Holy Spirit, has borne witness that we're the children of God. We felt his spirit this morning. He's here. Open up to receive that, that the spirit is here. But he also wants us to be prepared for the promise that he is going to baptize us with the Holy Spirit. In closing this morning, can we just quiet our hearts before the Lord? I just want to sing that little chorus. You can join me if you want to. Come, Holy Spirit, we need thee. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. Come in thy strength and thy power. Come in thine own special way. Yes, come, Holy Spirit, we need thee. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. Come in your strength. Come in thy strength and thy power, yes. Come in thine own special way. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to you. Would you stand with me this morning and sing that chorus again? As you sing it, I'm going to ask Pastor Daryl to come and just pray. I just felt led to pray for us to receive the Holy Spirit. Be open. Many of you have been, most of us have been saved. We felt the Spirit wouldn't it be great to have a great anointing poured over us? Come, Holy Spirit, I need thee. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. Come in thy strength and thy power. Yes, come in thine own special way. Hallelujah. Come, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We wait on you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 
I'm just going to ask you to keep your eyes closed and stay in a, an attitude of receiving from the Lord. We're purposely taking time at the end of the service to seek the Holy Spirit. And I just want to echo what Pastor Merrill said, that at the beginning, that it all begins with a relationship with Jesus. That's how it starts. I hope everybody here has a relationship with Jesus. If you don't, it just begins with a simple prayer. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. It's about beginning a relationship with Jesus. So it begins there. And when we are saved, the Holy Spirit comes. That you receive the Holy Spirit. As you read the book of Acts and then into the New Testament, there is a well, baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's, there's a filling of the Holy Spirit. Yes, you are touched with the blood and with the oil, but then there's a, there's a Holy Spirit baptism that comes. In fact, Paul talks about in the book of Ephesians that we would be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're not continually saved, Amen. but we're continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And so what we're going to do is just an attitude of prayer right now is we're just going to welcome the Holy Spirit to come and to fill us up. And maybe you've had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but that is not a one-time event. That is an ongoing infilling Amen. of the Holy Spirit. And so maybe today, uh, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you have spoken in other tongues or something that has happened to you, it's time to invite the Holy Spirit to fill you fresh and new today. And so we're going to just wait on the Lord. We're going to pray for a little bit. And if you want to, you can just pray in other tongues. You can begin to welcome the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit comes in so many different ways. Sometimes it's, it's a burst and it's loud and it's amazing and it happens fast. And then there's other times there's this quietness, this waiting. The Bible talks about tarrying before the Lord, just waiting on the Lord. And the Holy Spirit comes in different ways. So I have no idea what's going to happen in the next few minutes. But the Holy Spirit will come. But the one thing that is true is that the person desires the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what you need. You need the desire, though. So we don't know how the Holy Spirit's going to come, but we desire the Holy Spirit. And Jesus told us if we ask for that gift, he will give us that gift. Amen. That, that he won't give us something that, that is not of him. He's a good father. And he's going to give you a good gift. And so, Holy Spirit, we wait on you. Come, Holy Spirit. It's not just words in the song. It's the desire of our heart right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit to come in your life, just with your own words. Maybe even begin to pray in tongues right now. Just everybody, just begin to pray out. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come fill us fresh and new. Holy Spirit, come, Lord. Holy Spirit, Fill us with your spirit, Lord, this morning we wait upon you. Fill us with your power and your joy and your strength. Hallelujah, we need 